I'm Maddie. I am Ryan. And this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men. Except but not today. we aren't doing that right now. We're never no, doing we're it again. Just kidding. No, we are. That's not we're true. We're doing Don't a listener say, feedback episode. You cannot say that directly <laughs> after the series finale of X-Men, the animated series. Show's because ending. We just told just kidding. It's never going to end. We're, we're doing gonna do this X-Men forever. We're going to do X-Men Evolution next. Well, actually, first we're going to do X-Men Origins Wolverine. No, mm-hmm. before that, we have oh Spider-Man. Oh, my God. There's Ryan, so many don't fucking list fates. off all the things we're going to do. Don't even worry about it. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. here to do some reader mails today yes we are and let's get we, to it it's been let's a while let's get to it previously on reader mail we had a bunch <laughs> of reader mails and now this week we have more reader mails Yay! starting with mystery man the man he's himself back. the mystery the man he's back again with another mail <laughs> yes and we got a couple of them from this this mysterious person so Great. the first one reads hi people Again, I was lying awake at night and something was eating at me. Was it Bishop's hair? Was that, was it, was it that in reading every issue of Uncanny and adjectiveless X-Men, I had skipped over Age of Apocalypse? Mm. Was it that I was skipping the annuals? Was it that I was reading pre to mid onslaught and it was terrible? <laughs> pre to mid onslaught. You know what? The, the, before I even like a comment on, let me finish reading this email before I even have a comment on that. Continuing. No. It was that I thought Mr. Sinister was anything other than completely homosexual in the gender of his choice. Mm. He is. I had thought that before because of all I had experienced of him was a bit of 2011 to 14 comics and Inferno and something to do with this screamy lady and the legacy virus. Mm. Oh, and the animated show and House and Powers of X where he wasn't really too gay. He's just an amazing drama queen and he tried to get away with wearing red boots. I love your show and the show... (laughs) your show is currently about i believe i have a unique perspective on it too my first time watching the show is with you two Aww. and i don't think i'd gotten this far in the show without you two oh, i'm excited great. for jubilee's fairy tale even <laughs> if it is shit and even doing whatever you're doing this has been a silhouetted person with ribbons sticking out of their back yes. maybe onslaught era wolverine with that stupid bandana looking mask he looks like he was cosplaying a pirate um so I like I like this concept number one that uh, Mister Sinister is always gay, but like he's also right, gender but fluid. Like, so but whatever gender he when is in that in moment, Ms. Sinister, yeah. she's going to be objectifying Laura Kinney or who whoever whosoever it may be. Whereas 
Sinister would transform back into Mr. Sinister so as to objectify Gambit, for example. I, exactly. I understand. I understand the thought process and I respect it. Um, it's also just funny to imagine Mr. Sinister living in that way. I, I don't know if that's actually borne out by, by all the comics, but Mystery Man has read quite a bit of them. So I'm willing to trust him on this one and just well, say that that's the case. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, probably. I wanted to make a comment on the Onslaught era because yes, I just had to I just reread the giant compilations of Onslaught leading up to when Xavier was was revealed to be Onslaught. Mm -hmm. And also the entire Bastion Chronicles that comes directly after that. Yeah. I had to review them for Adventures in Poor Taste. So I had those sent to me and I reread them. And the one that was um, the Bastion Chronicles, it's actually really good. I was like surprised with how good it was. And Onslaught has some good stuff in there, but it's just fucking all over the place like it's not that it's bad but the problem is is that i don't like i don't know what they were trying to do during this ter- period of time but they were trying to tell one storyline that would hop from different comic book arcs and mm-hmm. so it'd be like suddenly you're an age of x-man and then it's sort of like now you're on a kenny x-man you would have to follow the path to get there and it was right. very strange i know the x-men have always done this where they've had correlating corresponding uh timelines happening or storylines happening at the same time but this right, was right, like right really messy so i wouldn't say that it's bad per se because there's some good stuff in there but it is like a fucking mess so yeah yeah that's too bad yeah i i wonder if i were to read them all in marvel unlimited if they would try to organize them in a different way probably i don't think so i think it would just be what i just read which is a new graphic novelization oh and it would just still be it was still confusing and it's like there's parts of that were good such as Cable, he would randomly go into his comic books or X-Force, and I enjoyed mm-hmm. those. But then it bounced off to X-Men, and I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? Or then Uncanny X-Men was like all over the place. There was just like a random side plot in which Rogue goes off, and she's living a normal life, and she's a waitress. But then her roommate that she's living under the roof of decides to report her to like the MRD, essentially. I forget. Yeah. It's not actually MRD. It's but whatever the equivalent it was, because... The woman's afraid that like Rogue's being around is going to somehow hurt her kid, and then she apologizes. There's like all this like weird. I mean, it's good, but it's just completely random. And then at the end, it's like Jean figures out that Xavier is onslaught, and he because she comes running around. She's like, Xavier's onslaught, and Xavier's like, and I wanted to fuck you too, Jean. And it was like, <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. It sounds re- really good to me. I, I mean, it, and it ends with the typical. Xavier bullshit where it's like it wasn't really Xavier it was just a subconscious of Xavier and subconscious of Magneto merging together and it's like right. no, it's still fucking Xavier I don't care <laughs> well, I don't Fuck know how him. we got on this Ryan do you no, want to keep know. reading reader mails yeah I'm gonna actually give you the next one which is also from mystery man so great okay so here is another email from mystery man Oh, but this is, is this just like a continuation of the previous email? Like, is that how it's supposed to be? Well, yeah, it's titled, I have a made a grave mistake. So, okay, probably. Okay, so the second email from Mystery Man is, is essentially like a part two of the previous email. Same topic, except it's a continuation of the I same thought. I hope he thought. doesn't mention Onslaught again, because we don't need to have you go into that. Unfortunately, he does. Okay, oh, listen no. up. I'll just plug my ears at that part. He writes, how could I do this to myself? How could I think that Mr. Sinister is anything other than completely gay? 
answer onslaught is messing with my mind <laughs> the onslaught and pre-onslaught era comics are terrible i mean they're kind of fine but the pre-age of apocalypse comics were so good why marvel i also <laughs> realized that in my prior email i did not explain where those noises from came from iliana and kitty are fighting to keep lockheed out because he wants to know what's going on and they're jumping on the bed and the like also, you can call me by male pronouns. Well, I guess that Mr. Sinister is bi because when he is Miss Sinister, she is bi. Are they actually the same person now? Were they ever not? Okay, wait, I also have a question. I, like I think this is a continuation of a different email they wrote in last time where they were talking about like who is gay and it was, I don't know, Ileana like and Kitty. I the full Mystery Man saga should have all been read at the same time and I'm sorry that we couldn't do that for I you. I'm here insulting the Onslaught saga, but here we are having to go through different <laughs> Mystery Man emails and connecting them. <laughs> it's, it's exactly like the Out of the Past episode episodes okay i'm gonna keep reading it <laughs> and now for something completely different but not completely but also kind of different here's why i like some of the villains that you don't juggernaut he has nothing against people he just hates xavier and likes robbing banks there is this 80s comic where juggernaut is helping the x-men fight nimrod and he's kind of like an anti-hero that's pretty cool because kane is an interesting guy that's I think true. This is a good argument mystery man apocalypse he's interesting because he's an unstoppable force of nature not an actual character He's unstoppable, only de delayable, like Ragnarok. When he is an actual character, it's really cool, like in the Messiah War. You know, it, here's the thing, Mystery Man. I actually liked the Messiah War comics. I know they're very unpopular and like considered weird yeah, by most I people, but them too. I really enjoyed them. Um, so I'm with you on that one. I thought he was interesting in those comics as well, even though he's clearly not my favorite character and certainly wasn't my favorite part of those storylines. Cable was. Okay, back to the email. Omega Red. Logan gone wrong? No, wait, that's Sabretooth. Captain America <laughs> gone wrong? No, not really. I got nothing, guys. I think he could be done well. It just never happened. <laughs> okay, so you agree with us. I don't know why Omega Red's in the I list. I know, but like, I also agree that Omega Red could have the potential I to agree. be an interesting I, character. I definitely agree, and I actually feel like Omega Red has essentially been done better by those other examples. Like, mainly Sabretooth, I feel like, is, is the better example of it. Or even his comic book counterpart is much better than however we see him in any of the iterations of any cartoon. Which is too bad because I feel like they could have totally done an interesting version of him in X-Men the animated series. Like the pieces are right there and they just didn't yeah. use them. Okay. Xavier. He's just really shitty at doing his job. I can agree that he sucks in the show, but I can defend him in the comics. He had a great arc in the 90s where he was trying to apologize for taking the children as child soldiers and trying to deal with wiping Magneto's mind and Cloroxing, dusting, just generally cleaning the house entirely and then <laughs> setting it on fire and trying to get himself to accept that Scott and Jean are getting married. I'll get back to that. All that stuff with him being in love with Jean is just one poorly thought out thought bubble that Stanley just stuck in there while rushing through the issue to get through his massive workload. It should not have been brought back. And basically everything involving Onslaught was poorly thought out and rushed, including making that canon. Oh, Ryan, I don't know if you're going to agree with this take. Oh, no, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe they're right in the sense that it was a rushed plot point, but it ended up becoming such a such a identifiable moment in right. the X-Men history because everyone references it now. They're like, remember that time Xavier admitted that he wanted to fuck Gene? And yeah, I was like, okay. It's, it's even, even if that thought process is right, which it probably was because like comics were written in such a different way back then. Well, I don't even know if I can say that that's true. Writers certainly talk about overwork in the present day as well. Um, so so who's, who's to know? Let's keep going. So um, then... 
Uh, he concludes by writing, holy shit, this was a long email. Anyways, this is my last thing. I think Scott and Jean's whole relationship in the comics are good from the first date to the divorce. Did they get divorced when Emma and Scott were fucking? Oh yeah, she died again. Scott is completely dedicated to the X and he's brave and selfless. Jean's a badass and apparently super hot and she's really <laughs> smart and also super brave and somewhat selfless. As teens, they would have had massive crushes on one another and I think if you had a massive crush on someone with a huge crush on you, your taste wouldn't evolve too far past that. I think that's true. But I don't think we've ever disagreed with you on that one. No, I actually, I, I think the relationship makes sense in mm-hmm. a weird way. So. I, I would agree with that. I, I think maybe we've complained just in a fit of peak on the show at various points about why Gene might be with Scott. But uh, let me just say for the record, that's mostly just us kidding around because we hate Scott. Um, I think you're right that if you you look at their relationship from a neutral perspective you can sort of understand why gene would be with somebody like scott why she would see him as safe well i would also it's i feel like a a big part of when gene gray is written well she is a she's somebody that is fiery she's Mm -hmm. somebody that is a little hard-headed she comes she she's very kind of like smart and confident and stubborn but like very sassy and when Jean Grey is actually written well that's who she is so then you have Emma Frost who shares some of those same qualities and I think the reason why they're both drawn to Cyclops is that I think there's a weird balance going on between Cyclops and Jean and Cyclops and Emma in which Cyclops keeps those two characters grounded from going into a massive killing spree and vice versa. You know what I mean? But I think it's also just probably sexy to both of them that he's like this really buttoned up Boy Scout and like trying to unpack that is fun. Yeah, but he's a Boy Scout that's also willing to send a bunch of child soldiers into a really dangerous situation. And Gene's usually the one who pulls back on that. And it's like, hold on, let's reevaluate this. And even though Emma will send in child soldiers, she is very strategic about it. And she's like, Scott, darling, you're doing this wrong. Like, mm-hmm. that, I think they're both there to call bullshit on him, but I think that he's also there to ground them from, I don't know, eating planets. I agree with all of that. Cool. So that was a very long email from Mystery Man. Wait, uh, one other comment I want to make, though, is that I actually do enjoy Juggernaut's character. I don't enjoy him on this show, but he, for the most part, in the comic books is what was said here. We Rob's Banks, but a lot of the time winds up in the anti-hero position, like pretty consistently, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes as a villain, but a lot of the time he's just kind of like, a villain who ends up helping out the good guys because I think Kane Marco is somebody who is also against like systematic racism and like the cops and shit. So like if he sees like somebody being beat the fuck up, he's like, I don't mind hitting a cop right now. You yeah, know? totally. So anyway, I, I mean, we've said it before, but like I, I do feel like there are a lot of characters that especially the villains that just weren't done quite right on the animated series. I mean, I feel like Magneto is really interesting on the animated series most of the time, but like a lot of the other villains, I mean, Mystique gets her gets her due as well, but Juggernaut and Omega Red, eh, they just don't seem as interesting as they could. And same for Apocalypse. And that's just too bad. But uh, right. hey, we're going to get to see a lot of those characters again in other shows. So we'll get to analyze all of them many times over and that'll be fun. well actually in x-men evolution we're gonna see a lot more of mystique in a really interesting yeah, kind that'll of way be so fun yeah that i'm looking forward to all right let's hop into a tweet that i saved over here in which x comics wrote out to us and said maybe this is weird but my headcanon is that part of Launchot's luck power is that he's attractive to everyone even if they aren't usually attracted to men and that's a good theory considering why jubilee is gay you know <laughs> yeah i like that it's I like, like that too. Longshot is just lucky enough to be able to use his sexuality when he needs to. Sure, that's fine. Uh, yeah, and speaking of Mystique, we had another tweet that came in from Yeketh who writes, 
Nice. I'm still looking for the definitive third thing that made me laugh the most while listening. First, first of two are the idea of Mystique shapeshifting into a human-sized plane to fly into a, inside a building from Classic. the movie commentary. Classic and of Mary course, Betty's spaghetti and the butter dish. So... <laughs> just some classics just some just old a, i just I, I like i personally like revisiting our stupid jokes so yeah anyway right on. okay so ronaldo writes in hi ryan and maddie really enjoyed this week's episode but what's new there and then also i realized in reading these emails that now that we aren't reading them week by week it's like i don't even know which episode they reference some of the time but i bet it's gonna be explained in the email anyway what's special about this episode though is that you took the most reviled episode of the series and made it far more palatable well i do think this episode is pretty bad i agree with you guys that it had nothing to do with jubilee this is jubilee's fairy tale theater i'm just realizing this who is actually pretty badass in it both as the star of the fairy tale as keeping the as keeping the kids safe Mm -hmm. the jubilee in the story is a lot like our comic book incarnation mischievous but with a heart of gold and still able to kick some ass the story it's based on as you mentioned is kitty making up a bedtime story for the the then young Ileana Rasputin. It's actually very sweet because the rest of the team overhears and Cyclops is especially grateful because it was Kitty's attempt to give the Phoenix Saga a happy ending. Him kissing Kitty on the forehead melts my cold heart. Aww. Side note, Slayers is one of my favorite series, Ryan, so you're not alone. <laughs> I also know why you weren't expecting anyone to get the reference because it seems like, because it seems to be an oddly little known and often forgotten series that's a shame because lena inverse is one of the great protagonists of anime that and her dragon slave spell is epic thanks again for another epic episodes guys see you next time at some point we'll have to do on our show a reaction to that slayer skit we did for anime I mean, boston it's really like short so that would only take like a second to put on youtube because we were definitely big slayers fans i was the biggest one out of all of us but you yeah know. i mean it was really just that ryan was a really big slayers fan and so he convinced the rest of us to do a, a slayer skit that no one understood because everyone in the audience <laughs> was significantly younger than we were and did not get what they were looking at but we did a Slayer's Masquerade skit, and that's what's and it was really great. important. Here. Clearly, on this mutant X Men themed TV show, a TV show podcast, we are not on TV yet. Uh, <laughs> anyway, somebody writes in Christopher, who says, "Hi, sorry, I just watched Legions one and two, and did you cover them?" So obviously, the answer at this point is no, not yet. But no. it is on our long list of X Men TV shows to watch, yeah, and I just want to get to it for like years. Yeah, and also like that's like okay. It. That show's good. <laughs> I only watched the first season. I actually have not I seen know, the second I season the, because it's not been accessible. Season anywhere well i think it's on hulu Hulu now it's on hulu it's been on there it's been on my to watch list for a long time and i keep being like oh i don't know if i'm in the mood to watch something that heavy because like i mean it's it's heavy but also it's it it was toward the end it just wasn't even an x-men show really i mean there's nothing wrong with that i think it's a great show i i don't know how much it has to do with the x-men but doesn't really that's pretty much where it is so like we'll eventually get there and the gifted was really bad but at least it featured some x-men on there so like i was kind of convinced sometimes that was an x-men tv show anyway thank god the mcu has those properties because i'm all set on all that (laughs) oh my god there's a huge email in here from drake i'm gonna have you read this next one because i read the last one okay so drake writes hey maddie and ryan i've collected and listed under this email several theories and rumors about the mcu x-men and wanted to know your thoughts on them on your next listener mail episode Uh oh (laughs) we know how this goes i also included one of my own theories about the mutant ages thanks again for making the show weekly and keeping it awesome see you next time drake 
So here are the theories. There's so many of them that we we may have to like quickly touch on them. We'll just have quick reactions as we go. So here's the first one. Wolverine will appear in Black Panther 2. His skeleton will be retconned to be Antarctic Vibranian and he will receive special army from Shuri. I've seen this one before. I really like it. I'm just going to say that. I don't know if it's likely. I just think it would be really fun. Yeah, but I think the guy that created Adamantium has already been in the mcu to some degree very when daredevil know, but like the reason why this is so fun is because it's great to imagine logan having any type of relationship with shuri because it's like a classic like cool teen girl matchup with logan yeah, i mean i agree <laughs> but it would it would probably not happen so it doesn't matter but it's like yeah. a fun idea but I, i'm glad this is a list of all the theories that have been floating around because mm-hmm. we this will really break it down for us okay so moving right along number two the X-Men will be slowly introduced with solo movies leading to an X-Men movie based on giant size X-Men number one. Thunderbird's death on Krakoa will be a major plot point. I actually haven't heard this one. I haven't heard that one, but I think that is the best way to, to do introduce it. the X-Men into the universe because I think it would be like, I thought about how it would make sense to kind of go back and do the original five, but I'm like, but if you do giant size X-Men, that means that our, the original five are already out there and they've already happened. And like, yeah. this is a bigger group. Like, the problem with doing the original five X-Men is then you don't have access to, like, Wolverine and Storm and Nightcrawler, who I think are, they're bigger than the original five. They are, they're really well known, too, from the Fox movies, whether people like it or not. So, like, it's kind of hard not to include those characters in some form, even if it's like, we already all know them and they're old now. Like, it would just be weird. Speaking of which, I'm going to move on to this next one, which is Storm will have a solo movie and be from Wakanda. Um, I don't think she'll be from Wakanda. I don't either. I think that would really be strange. She could have ties to Wakanda. She does in the comics in various runs. Yeah. But I think that would be really odd if they changed her backstory. Well, I think she's, I think she will have a solo movie in like 20 years from now. And kind of the same way that it took them like, what, 15 years to give Black Widow a solo movie. You know, you say that, but I feel like times have really changed since the beginning of the MCU. That's and like, true. They've kind of realized how much they fucked that up. And like, you can kind of see that with like Monica rambo being in captain marvel and stuff which if that wasn't a response to the lack of diversity in action movies superhero movies what the fuck is like they're putting freaking monica rambo a character that only i care about in the movie simply because there are like not enough black heroines in movies i think and so they were like let's let's try to get one in there i feel like well but that she is a captain marvel she fucking rules yeah also she was technically captain marvel but it's not like she knew carol danvers in the way that the movie presents but that's fine. It. it doesn't yeah, it doesn't true. it doesn't matter i still thought it was cool that they included her and so i feel like because of the time we're in and because like whether it was pandering or just them actually wanting to do the right thing they wanted to like include a black female superhero in a movie i feel like the time is more than overdue for storm i so, agree so storm Ta- i mean i think storm would be it would be such a great story if they did something with her on like the shadow king I mean, really, literally anything. Like, Storm has so many great stories. They could even just have her front load, like, an X-Men reboot and have Storm be the one leading the team if they wanted to be, like, an older Storm or something. I don't know. It would be cool. I'm open to it. But, yeah, I could see Storm having a solo movie, if only for that reason. I feel like politically we're, like, way past the point where that could happen and work. Black Panther is obviously really successful, so I see no reason why Storm can't have her day. Okay, moving along. Uh, Rogue will be introducing Captain Marvel 2. Obviously, I want this to happen. I say it every other day. Every day I wake up, I look in the mirror, and I say, Captain Marvel 2, Rogue. Do you say it three times, and then it it summons her like Bloody Mary? I say it three times, and I just pray. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next one. Storm will be introduced in Black Panther 2. I could see that happening. 
I actually think that might happen. Mm-hmm. I think it's very plausible that I, she may I make an like appearance. All of these things are on a corkboard somewhere in an office, like or yeah. on a Zoom call. It's like the or Marvel whatever. Studios. Like, all of these pe- all, people are having these exact conversations. Like that's why these are rumors because I think like assistants are overhearing these pitch meetings. You know what I mean? And being like, oh, yeah. okay, like this is this might happen, that might happen. And I'm sure all of these ideas are actually being bandied about because they're good ideas. Right. Continuing along, James Marsden will reprise his role as Cyclops. That seems sort of unlikely to me but like sure me why too not? i think they're gonna go for somebody who's younger honestly i think they're gonna redo all of it as well me um, too next one along evan peters will reprise his role as quicksilver in wandavision that would be very weird that would be very weird because they've already introduced wanda's brother in that yeah but i think i think what's his name that played quicksilver in the mcu might come back for wandavision i feel like that would make more sense than the fox properties quicksilver because yeah, at least like he and wanda have interacted ever but right. yeah i mean i know he's dead and everything in that well version. i mean like it's very possible that in the at wandavision tv show he, she's just gonna straight up bring vision and quicksilver well, back yeah, to life exactly you know? i mean i'm assuming that something like that's gonna happen but if she does that then you gotta keep the same actor as before otherwise it's just bonkers yeah i, feel I agree because like. also like the viewer would be like what is this anyway Next one. Uh, an Avengers versus X-Men movie will be made after a Secret Wars movie is made. Magneto will play a large role. Um, this is so far out that I'm like, I have no way of knowing if but something But I think, like I think Avengers vs. X-Men as a movie is going to happen because... Maybe in like the, 10 years. <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah. but they like they bought out all the online... Uh, well, Marvel bought all those like web addresses and shit. So mm-hmm. I think it's possible that that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen I, right I away. I don't think it's going to happen for a very long time, especially yeah. with COVID, like putting gum in the works. Um, but I could see it happening eventually. And I'm sure, again, it's on a corkboard somewhere. Okay, next one. A Weapon X show will appear on Disney Plus is a prequel to Falcon and Winter Soldier. The show will feature Wolverine and the other characters from the Weapon Plus program. That would actually be a really interesting TV show. I think that's a great idea. In fact, it's such a good idea that I think it will happen. Like, it's like one of of those things that, like, makes sense because it fits with everything else that Marvel has decided to do within their MCU universe. And the to do something that focuses as a focuses in on Wolverine or just Saber-Tooth on Maverick Weapon X and Silver generally, Fox. like yeah. even if Wolverine is there, like if you have just the whole Weapon X crew as part of a show with sort yeah. of a similar vibe to a Jessica Jones or a Luke Cage, but it's on Disney Plus. But like that's the vibe of it. I think yeah. would be really fun and work really. I think well. it's a really good idea. Yeah, I hope they make that. Um, okay, next one. Wolverine will be recast. I agree with that across the board. By the way, yeah, me and too. Star, I mean, like- and star in a Hulk versus Wolverine movie. This part I actually don't think is going to happen because the Hulk rights have been a shit show for so long. I don't fully understand why that is. Mark Ruffalo has done some interviews about it, but he, there's a reason why Hulk and Thor had to share billing. Yeah. Like he also doesn't get it. There's some type of problem with the Hulk rights. Like Hulk can't be in a solo movie. Maybe he could be in a Hulk versus Wolverine movie. If Wolverine was considered the leading star of it, I'm not sure, but I I know there was a reason why Hulk had to be in Thor three, which is basically a Hulk movie, but it's like a Thor movie because it had something to do do with rights issues and uh maybe those are f- gonna finally get sorted out now though because the fox properties 
have been remerged. I don't know. Right. Uh, I don't know. Who, it does who seem even like there's knows? some type of problem with Hulk. And the current version of Hulk in the MCU, like, I, I don't know. It would have to be, like, in the past or something. Like, I don't even know how you would make that work I, I don't anymore. know either. I don't think that really works at all. Yeah. Sorry to this rumor, but I'm going to say I no. I do think that they might have a face-off in one of the MCU, like, you know, one of the MCU movies. I think they'll fight each other a bunch, you know, and we'll have that moment. Yeah, so. I mean, maybe. I don't know what's going to happen with the Hulk, because, like, it kind of depends on where they want to go with that. Um, right. But anyway, I'll keep moving along. The MCU X-Men will be based on their 1610 versions. Okay, no, that's Ultimates, <laughs> and I still think that's... I. I heard that rumor go on for a while and people were really like, I think that's going to happen. But then they showed some concept art that they had been playing, like Marvel released concept art for what the X-Men would look like in the MCU. And they have them in their like mm-hmm. regular costumes and stuff. And it's like Wolverine and Storm and Cyclops. I don't think that's going to happen. Thank God, because the Ultimates universe is not terrible. I It serves an interesting story for a lot of the Marvel characters, but it does not work in the favor of the X-Men pretty much at all. And Mm -hmm. I would not want to see a world where Mr. Sinister gets reduced to a thug or Lalandra's just like a sexy, like cult leader. You know, I don't want to see any of that. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, here's the next one. Giancarlo Esposito will play Charles Xavier. I, I mean, honestly, any type of casting rumor, I'm like, there's no way. Like, I'm sure they're still considering it. But for well, the record, think- I'm down for it if they want to start race swapping. Like, for people who don't know, he's um, a half-black actor. So, like, that'd be kind of cool if they want to just start race swapping X-Men. I'm always down for casting I'm down for that, like too. That. Um, I have a couple comments on that. First of all, people have been rooting for John Boyega to play Cyclops. And I'm oh, down for fun. that. But there's been like, and this is something we're going to come up to in one of our, probably in the next email, but it's tricky. And we'll talk about that in a second. But I do, I do like the idea of race swapping things. So we have more characters of color. I mean, the X-Men already does have a lot of characters of color, but I would love to see some more black representation. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's a good idea for Charles Xavier, who for the most part is a shitty person. Yeah. I don't want that projected onto the black community at this point or ever, ever, you know what I mean? So that's kind of like my hesitation on it. I guess my thing about it, and this is just an issue, anytime you just swap something and just don't really engage with it critically is because I feel like Xavier's life experience changes a lot if he's also a black man. And so that's an interesting story. Like if somebody wants to write that and tell that and be like, so in addition to being paraplegic, he's also a black man, but he's still very rich and he's still like has this political career, but like, well, we'll talk about that as a black guy. Like, hold hold that thought because that's the next email. So, okay, great. All right, we'll keep reading rumors now. So, the Savage Land will play a large role in an upcoming X-Men movie. That seems plausible to me. Uh, I could see it. I mean, we have not seen the Savage Land anywhere yet, and I think it's something that would work. You know, I I feel like it's a fun setting. I could see it being bandied about in some boardrooms. Um, next one. The X gene was latent the whole time, but became active in some individuals as a result of being snapped back into existence in Endgame. I don't mm. I don't buy that. I think my theory it continues to be that the mutants have been there all along, but when you even look at the comic books, even if there's like a thousand mutants that have appeared in the comic books, the ratio of that many people to the amount of people in the world is so minuscule that mm-hmm. they could all just be very low-key in the same way that jessica jones and luke cage were you know what right, i mean right yeah that's kind of sort of my thought on that even in agents of shield there were a couple of like weird mutated characters but they were like so there's there's not a lot of them you know what i mean and then they did the whole in, inhuman thing but i do think 
for some reason, I think a time travel situation is going to happen that just kind of retcons the Inhumans out of the MCU because I think they're never going to revisit that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. And I also feel like the end of Deadpool 2 like very purposefully opens up the promise of something like that. Well, but also Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are tra- time traveling again. And I feel like they're just going to fuck up the timeline in such a way that they just erase Inhumans out of their own timeline. Yeah, and I feel like that'll be easier for everybody involved. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Okay, so here's the final theory which is Ryan will not announce his number one favorite X-Men character until the mutant ages gets to Wolverine and the X-Men. That is probably Mm, true. That may (laughs) be true. This person may have a guess as to who the number one X-Men might be, but I will not confirm or deny. Because I don't sit here and I I don't, (laughs) largely hint at it all the time no we're not gonna say who it is no No, we're not but i'm pretty sure everybody already knows who it is so anyway we have another email in here that says hey maddie and ryan this is the mutant ages discord i've taken a life form much like cerebra but unlike cerebra i've not been enslaved by charles xavier to do his bidding and i'm here by my own free will great i wanted to inform you that I wanted to inform you both that a discussion is happening about whether or not Cyclops could be played by a black actor in the MCU. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this or the idea of having different races play white characters who may have had been written with white privilege? Does it change the story of the X-Men, which already feature mutants of all races and genders from around the world? Personally, mm-hmm. I think color, gender, and sexuality should not matter, but I am an alien robot life form that <laughs> is above racism. Uh, sure. Would love to hear your thoughts on this. Thank you, Dash Discorda. Mm, very cute. Thank you, Discorda, for the message. I'm glad that we hired I think, her. <laughs> I think that Cyclops actually is a more interesting example than Xavier. I think so, too. Like, I, I can see some ways that you can rewrite Cyclops' storylines so that that makes sense, that he's just a black man and that that informs his experience growing up in America and so on. But like, he's still Cyclops. He's still the guy we know, kind of. He just has some different life experiences. For Xavier, I feel like it it maybe changes some things, but I'm also like, a good writer can make that work. You just have to acknowledge that his life would be different and that those that racism right. would inform that life. And I, in that sense, I'm for swapping things around in a story and rewriting it just in general, because I think it can be really cool. Yeah. But and there was also a lot of arguments, do it, you know, I know I agree. And there were some arguments about, well, you know, Cyclops's father was obviously in the military because of course her did all the air force shit. And they're like, how sure. would that work for a black man? And I still think it could still work, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, sure. But I think, th- I think addressing the idea of color swapping any of these characters and then having to take characters that dealt with white privilege and how that worked i mean i think a better example of this is like what would you do if you took bobby drake and made him black because he is uh, like or like maybe even beast when before he turns into blue beast because yeah for the most part bobby acts like a normal kid now obviously he's gay though so i feel like that changes things too that does change things too but if before he was out of the closet you know his parents obviously knew and they gave him a lot of like bullshit for him being a mutant but he could obviously like walk down the street and not have people be racist or warren worthington like but see, I don't think I don't think Warren Worthington would actually work like as a black male because Warren Worthington's whole shtick is that he comes from a wealthy white family. Like exactly. that's his whole and deal. And I feel like that's kind of Xavier's shtick as well. Which you could argue, why is that the character that's being repeated? But again? And you could argue, like, well, it should be fair that you know the black man could also have come from a rich family too. But I think then your experience is different, though. You know, yeah, and it, and all this obviously has come up because of the Black Lives Matter 
movement, which is really important because I do think these are questions we should ask ourselves when we are writing a character and even considering color swapping them, which happens. It happened to Nick Fury, but that's only because they based it off that Ultimates version. And then came with some like crazy reason as to why he was he's a set of white nick fury and then like i don't know what happened or maybe he's like presumably yeah i don't i don't really understand if that was it or if it was a peril dimension i they never really did a good job explaining that but it doesn't really matter but it still works it works for nick fury i actually prefer black nick fury over white nick fury but then you kind of sit there and you have to question these things and i think i thought it was a very interesting debate that went on in the discord for a very long time because people, people were join the discord because it's they were, getting, they were getting heated over there but not in a bad way they were just i think it, <laughs> i think it did pose a really good perspective where you're like how does this work you know yeah yeah i mean this is sort of a weird example but i've been watching the babysitters club reboot on netflix i promise this is related and wait there's that reboot it's a, there's a reboot and i'm actually really enjoying it but where i'm going with this though is that they've changed a lot of the background of the babysitters and I'm loving it because they just have different life experiences and different situations. I think that's a great idea. I just, they make that a part of their experience. But similarly, the babysitters club was like relatively diverse for the eighties and nineties, but like not as diverse as the show. And like they've changed some things, but they've left a lot of other things the same. And like, in my opinion, done it in a pretty clever way. The X-Men is sort of similar where like it was very diverse for the time period, but it's like maybe not as diverse as it could have been. But I feel like the other thought that I just want to leave it on is that I feel like it's already true that the characters of color in X-Men haven't had their due in the movies and they're already there. So like, I guess it doesn't mean that we can't like have John Boyega play Scott, like that's chill. But I'm also like, where's the Storm movie? Where's the Jubilee movie? Where's the versions of those characters where like they actually get their due? You know what I mean? Like we haven't even had that yet. So that's just like something else that I think would be really cool. No, I agree with that. And I, I I completely agree with that. This, that that was a good question. It was. Um, Let's, let's move into some comments to break it up a little bit. Um, This comment was from YouTube and it was very, response to the game your game that we're playing in which robert writes i don't think if i could think of a less exciting boss fight design as a sebastian shaw by the way none (laughs) of your abilities work and you have to rely on the stages pretty dull traps to do all the work not even just for one phase and again keeping in mind the short battery life on the game gear as they waste time like this wow yeah that's a good point we don't have to deal with the battery life because we're playing it on an emulator but like god imagine playing it on an actual game gear oh good yeah. point robert <laughs> it is it is a good point and also i this is also why i uh, constantly just kept it plugged in i i never that thing took eight double a batteries and it would die instantly yeah i didn't have a game gear i had a game boy but i didn't have a game gear so at least that was four batteries you know yeah okay so this other comic comes in that's from the mutant twitter in which so this this actually somebody tweeted at us another tweet that they wanted us to see and it says gay pixel artist story so i just remember that back in my kid and teen years i used to get the sprites for guys like let's say cable from marvel vs. capcom and i recolored them in ms paint so they would look naked and i'd <laughs> blush afterwards i gonna just send this to you maddie so you can see an example because it's pretty hot you know what shout out to this person whose twitter name is midio i understand them <laughs> and it's great and it's great <laughs> Good shit. Okay. Um, and then the next comment I'm going to read here says, it's from 
block of text who writes i am very far behind because i took a break out for some reason this killed me i still think the original jean gray is dead and these are just multiple versions of her coming back to life with her memories it's literally the new norm in the comics now yeah i forgot about that comment but that's fantastic it is fantastic and it's clearly true uh and now going to the email elliot writes hello i started listening to the show a few months back and i've been a huge fan I've listened through most of the episodes and recently became a Patreon member. I've been excited to listen to the member-exclusive episodes, and it was particularly excited to see that Deadpool 2 was on there. However, there was no mention of my absolute favorite character, Shatterstar. I was wondering if you had thoughts on his treatment in that movie, or just the character in general. His early early relationship with Richter in particular was adorable. Thanks for the show. I look forward to it every week. So at some point, we're going to actually revisit Deadpool 2. To, like we do with yeah, the other eventually movies eventually we have to like do it as a one of the movies yeah. on the show but, but that's a good in, point like, we didn't we didn't mention Shatterstar Shatterstar because he was just kind of like a joke in that like he wasn't even the real version I was actually watching the Deadpool 2 yeah, you rewatched behind it more the scenes. recently than I yeah, did yeah well I got the blu-ray so it has all the behind the scenes stuff and the directors were like do they they purposely wanted to leave who was in the movie very vague because they didn't want to release that shadow star within the movie because they're like oh but it's not really a shadow star you know we can't really tell that without giving away that like all these characters are going to die instantaneously right so i did like that he's coming out and said that he was from the mojo first but he was not he really wasn't shadow star and i don't think even in deadpool 2 he was supposed to be shattered star i think everything in the deadpool movies are supposed to be taken with a grain of salt right. i don't think like I mean, but I mean, it's fun that he's there. I, I mean, I feel like that whole scene was really fun for that reason, because it was kind of like that movie came out, I think, after the Fox deal had been made. And, and like the Fox deal was in process even while they were making that movie. Yeah. And like the way the Deadpool 2 ends is almost as though the movie itself is like nothing fucking matters anymore. So like all of that, like meta text is very Deadpool anyway. So I it feel is. like it all kind of works on its own certain level. Um, but as a result of that, yeah, it's like, I, I can't, I don't really feel any type of way about the cameos in that movie. I definitely thought they were I don't fun. Either. I think they're fun too. I mean, I went back and I looked for that Omega Red cameo mm-hmm. and like, He's in there for like a second sitting yeah, at a table. We were probably it's, like blinking for it. I don't, it I don't even well, remember. It, it doesn't really look like him. The dude has blonde hair, but he's got normal colored skin and he has the Omega Red tattoo right like a simple tattooed into his forehead but that's mm-hmm. that is that's the it. most he looks like that character i mean it's I the same way i didn't know it was him yeah, yeah i mean like black tom cost Cassidy was in there too and he just i don't really understand what his deal was either right. i also feel like in the deadpool movies they're making a joke about the fact that the x-men films keep on casting people these ca- these characters that are yes. not anything like their characters i definitely feel that that is part of the whole shtick like i yeah. think that is the commentary they are specifically trying to make. Yeah, and I feel like the other part of it was that they were just putting together a hodgepodge of characters they could get the rights to because they were characters that were never going to get used for anything else, which, like... Yeah is kind of depressing in a sense because it's like well i guess guess we're not going to be having any of these characters in anything good but it was also like right. the fox movies saw the writing on the wall by that point anyway so they probably just like threw ryan reynolds a bucket of action figures and they were like you can play with these ones um enjoy he was like all right i'm gonna put on the deadpool mask and i'm gonna call hugh Jackman." yeah so that was that was pretty much how that movie was made as far as we know um and it's fun it's fun to watch <laughs> uh, i'm gonna have you read this next email that is from mystery man again and it's titled remember when you were talking about the wizard of oz x-men crossover it's real and i'm sending you this (laughs) email okay uh so mystery man writes high ages comma mutant as gmail puts it sometimes and sometimes not remember 
<laughs> Remember when you were talking about the Wizard of X? It's a real thing. It's even called the Wizard of X. It's X-Men number 19 or something around that point. It's a weird Mojiverse thing where Longshot is Dorothy, Wolverine is the lion, Colossus is the Tin Man, I think, and Gambit is a flying monkey, and he gets really into his role, Gambit. It was a great <laughs> casting choice, does. honestly, for everyone involved. The audience, Gambit, Mojo, Rogue, Longshot, the other non-Gambit flying monkeys who sucked. If you have Gambit as one flying monkey, then why not make the other ones also Gambit? Or they will suck because who wants a not Gambit flying monkey when you can have Gambit as a flying monkey? It's an injustice to flying monkeys and to Gambit. It wasn't that good. Anyways, <laughs> thank you so much for making this podcast. It is so great and a great gay-friendly, nerd-friendly space. And it's just great. Anyways, this has been Sinister number 2,413. Well, I guess it's been revealed that he's a Mr. Sinister. Or is it that these are issues of a Mr. Sinister series of comics and that this is number 2,413 Oh, my God. I wish there was that many Mr. Sinister solo series comics. I would own all of them. I think your them. theory is probably more correct. And that yeah. Mystery Man is a Sinister clone. Can you imagine launch out as Dorothy, though? No. And honestly, this sounds great. We need to look up this art and we need to tweet it. <laughs> because apparently there's official Wizard of Oz X-Men art that we could have been putting on our or Instagram like and Wizard our Twitter. Or is it like Wizard of X? Is yeah, that what Wizard it is? Wizard of X, yeah. And with Gambit as a flying monkey, etc. I, I, feel I mean, like I want to see uh, that. That seems fantastic. It's definitely something we should be checking out, so... I'm going to look that up on my Marvel Unlimited later. Yeah, see if you can find that. And it said, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, This next question comes in from Twitter in which Rust Seller writes, for the next reader mail, I first became aware of the X-Men in the early to mid 90s, including seeing the arcade game, but I never read any comics. I've been watching the animated series with you. If I want to get specifically into 90s X-Men comics, where should I start? Um, that's a great question. I feel like uh, we've answered this before in various I forms. think, honestly, we answered a little bit today because we were talking about the Bastion era and Onslaught, we which were... are kind of like 90s, the 90s big hits. Maybe we should come up with like a where should I start Tumblr post or something that we can just point people to. I don't even know to. how that's the hell, like a... and just let people like put in their comments. Sure, or like some type of like mutant ages friendly. Like if you like this show, you might like other comics and then like we can recommend some that we like and then Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe we can do that. Or maybe we can just put it in the Discord or something because I feel like people always ask us this and I don't blame them, but be nice if we had something we could point them to. True. Um, If I had to make some commentary, I would say the Phalanx saga at the beginning of the 90s that led to Generation X. Then of Mm -hmm. course, Generation X was really good. I also really enjoyed, even though it destroyed what the New Mutants was, I did enjoy Cable's X-Force, the first run, because that was the one that put Cannonball, Boom Boom, Shatterstar, and Richter all together, and Domino for the first time. And they've always kind of continued to come back to be Cable's X-Force, but that was really good. And then at some point, you should read anything that's part of Bastion's saga, because he's a fucked up like that whole series is so fucked up because he did not not even to be human at the end of it so it's so dark onslaught there's pieces of it you should read just so you understand what the fuck that even is if you can understand it and then the other thing i was going to say is that wolverine solo series during that time was probably my favorite of all the wolverine solo series except for well the 80s one was really good too but like i like the 90s edition and i don't feel like wolverine quite has been the same since then so yeah except for well, X-23 is Wolverine. That was really good. Oh, so. yeah. Of course. Uh, Mr. Man also commented on our YouTube channel for the Sebastian Shaw level. Again, 
that was an extremely musical video. Also, just be glad that boss fight was in 2D because if that in 3D would have been my worst nightmare. Can God, you imagine a 3D platformer where I was like, you had to wait for a special shot to walk towards you through <gasps> I something? I like 3D platformers full stop. I enjoy them, um, but I agree that a lot of 3D platformers can be hard to play, but that has changed a lot in the past 10 years. But like, that's not where it started. Not like, the, enough. <laughs> <laughs> Maddie's like, not enough. I don't want to play them at all. Okay, I mean, we got okay, it. I can think of a few like climbing games that I think are really cool. Like the climbing in Assassin's Creed is awesome. The the modern Tomb Raiders do some cool shit with 3D platforming that kind of works. It's hard though. It's like a hard genre to do. I well anyway. The I mean, point I guess. is, I wouldn't want to play the Sebastian Shaw level in 3D. I agree. I would not either. I agree with that. We could all agree to that. Uh, another message from Twitter from Blocks of Tests that says, "I am three minutes into the X Men the animated series. Have yourself a more like little Christmas, and I can't wait to listen to the Mutant Ages recap this historical X Men treasure." And there's a little Santa Claus emoji. Aww. Did not disappoint. Still floored at how Jean showed more strength at defending her cooking than she had all season. Excellent <laughs> podcast episode. Also listening to the recap and the using of Morlocks as a metaphor for more disadvantaged LGBTQ society and also the untruths about AIDS felt very pertinent to what's happening now and resonated a lot. Yes. Thank you so much. One of Ryan's favorite episodes, maybe ever, is the Morlock Little Christmas episode. Isn't, isn't it, though? I think I just like it because it's stupid. I don't think it's actually well, because good. because you like Christmas specials. I, I you're do. You're forgetting what you said on that episode. They, yeah, I do, but like, you're right that you I, love, I love Christmas episodes. <laughs> you're right. I'm not, you're, you're not wrong about that. I, yeah. I have a collection of Christmas specials. Like That is a thing I collect. As I I'm, recall, you gave that episode a five simply because you like <laughs> Christmas specials so much, not even because you liked the episode episode that much which i thought was adorable that's why i'm highlighting it okay so that is it for all the reader mails which means it's on to the news section of our series which is the mutant age is the comic book So this episode is entitled Episode Two: Shitstorm. So, uh, Maddie, are you ready? Oh God, here we go. <laughs> Maddie's already laughing. It wasn't even a joke yet. Shitstorm. Okay, keep going. Okay. Anyway, Maddie and Ryan sat outside a lecture hall at a Washington at a school in Washington D.C. It didn't matter where because we will never return here again in this story unless Cable accidentally teleports us back there, which mm. I guess is entirely possible. Yeah. Maddie was busy on her phone adding trolls to her block list on Twitter. Ryan also <laughs> played a game on his phone. Our first mission to recruit this new member to Emma Frost's secret plot hole fixing team is going well, Ryan said. I'm bored. <laughs> Me too, but we have to wait until he's finished, Maddie replied. What are you playing? Pokemon Go, Ryan casually replied. I thought you quit that for the billionth time, Maddie pointed out. <laughs> I did quit, but then I was bored in between jobs and I had to install it again, even though it's really hard to play the game at the same time as walking the dog. I didn't even want to install it, but our friend was playing it and said Team Rocket had been added into the game. Then I had to start building up starters to level up my favorite Pokemon, but none of the Pokemon would stay in their ball, so I uninstalled it again and I swore off playing it for life. But then I downloaded it again because I heard Charmer had a party hat on and I needed that. I needed it, Maddie. Ryan was nearly shouting. Okay, well, I can't keep track of when you are on or off that game. Let's see what's going on in the classroom, Maddie quickly changed the subject before poking her head into the classroom. A professor stood at the front of the class in a lecture hall. He had a very well 
detailed PowerPoint explained the entire plot line of Kingdom Hearts displayed on the screen. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> the class seemed confused, but Ryan, Maddie and Ryan understood it perfectly. One kid raised their hand. Can we go back to talking about Bayonetta? The dude asked. Looking at a naked chick covered only in her hair is more interesting than whatever this is. The dude high-fived his bro-like friend, and it was like a bad film shot in the 90s about 30-year-olds playing high school students. I don't have the time or the energy to waste on answering that question, Chad, the professor <laughs> replied. In fact, I don't have any more energy left for this class today. You've exhausted my resources. Class is dismissed. <laughs> I, I wish this was how Todd could truly end a class. Anyway, I mean, just... I know he wants to, but he can't. Uh, the kids all quickly packed up their shit and hurried out of there. It was Thursday afternoon on college campus, and they all had to be drunk somewhere. The mm-hmm. professor started packing up his equipment. Maddie and Ryan walked down the steps of the lecture hall. Hey, Todd, Maddie said with excitement in her voice as she approached the professor. <laughs> Imagine if we could just go visit I Todd. I know. I mean, that, I mean, his reaction here is going, what? <laughs> Which it would be in real life if we just showed up, yeah. like in the middle of his class about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, the, isn't that what Todd's job is? As far as we know, it is. It is. Uh, <laughs> what Todd said, looking up from his equipment, a big smile across his face. Maddie and Ryan from Twitter. Ryan said excitedly, <laughs> "You know, at Ryan Pagella." <laughs> don't take this the wrong way because i'm happy you're here but how and why are you here todd asked (laughs) funny story ryan started but we can't really explain uh yes we can ryan maddie quickly followed ryan and i were seen using our powers at the gay club just off weir island last year so emma frost from the x-men recruited us to for a secret team to fix inconsistencies in the timeline and they wanted us to recruit you that makes sense todd replied with a knowingly nod Does it, though? Maddie asked. (laughs) Ryan was right. Maybe we can't explain this. (laughs) And before anyone could continue their conversation, the room began to shake. The lights flickered off, and the room became eerie, cast in shadows. Ryan fell down because of the shaking, and Maddie did roughly 12 backflips to look out the window. Cool. That's I know. What the hell is happening? Todd yelled, quickly grabbing his laptop as it fell off the desk. It's some kind of storm, Maddie yelled back. Like a storm or storm or ro ro ro, Ryan yelled back at her. <laughs> Maddie ignored him. Outside, the sky had turned purple. Lightning crashed around the city as the ground shook. Several tornadoes twirled around the sky as a bunch of shit flew by, including Kirby, because why not? <laughs> I thought the latest DLC of. <laughs> Ryan's screaming, by the way. I thought the latest DLC for Super Smash Brothers was crazy, but this really tops it, Ryan continued to yell. Are you talking about Min Min from Arms? Todd yelled back. Yes, why wasn't the Wolverine the DLC? Ryan cried out. Oh my god what maddie shouted (laughs) suddenly a tidal wave crashed through the city of washington dc flooding the streets and thankfully washing away all the shitty cops maddie yelled we need to reinforce these windows or else the flood is going to break through and drown us i would make a joke about a frog suit here but this seems kind of like the wrong time ryan shouted (laughs) you already made it todd pointed out anyway i'm on this todd grabbed a piece of paper and started to scribble a note are we playing Hangman, Ryan yelled, because I always write Wolverine. Todd <laughs> held up a piece of paper that said, the windows were barricaded from the flood outside. He then managed to pull the words literally off the paper and held them in his hand before he tossed them out the window. A barricade cool. of wood formed across the windows and barricaded them inside. What is even happening, Maddie yelled as cra- thunder crackled in the background. The shaking in the room slowed down to a smaller rumble. The three of them grouped in the center of the room. That was a neat trick, Ryan said. How did you do that? My mutant power is to take words and utilize them as actual actions, Todd replied. They have to be complete sentences or they won't work. That's sweet, Ryan replied. Can we? Can you conjure me up, Wolverine? No, <laughs> these actions only last a brief period of time before the effects wear off, Todd replied. What is with you and Wolverine today? 
That's just him every day, Maddie replied. Sweet power, though. You can whip words around like a weapon. Yeah, but That's it's pretty so limiting. cool. All of our powers are like our creative pursuits, but if they could be immune power. Well, I didn't want to do it. Yeah, they wanted them to reflect us, but I also wanted them to be like new. Useful. Yeah, and new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's pretty limiting, Ton replied. I need to recharge my mutant power every time I use it. It goes faster when I can find one of those spinning X circles on high platforms. <laughs> I've heard that, Ryan said, as Maddie nodded, and they both looked directly at Todd's laptop that had the Mutant Ages YouTube channel playing the X-Men Game Gear game. <laughs> Ryan smiled. Hey, Todd, Mutant Power abbreviated is MP. You depleted your MP. Yes, I'm well aware of that joke. Thank you, Todd, replied slightly annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the room, which came to a gentle rocking, became still. The thunder stopped crackling. Todd's barricades dissolved off the windows into smoky wisps as they had disappeared into thin air. Some poured through the window. The flood had stopped. All that was left was sunshine and the protesters who were left completely untouched through the freak storm. Cool. What the hell was all that? Maddie asked. We should go outside and look, Ryan suggested. I don't know if that's a good idea, Maddie responded, but Ryan was already outside the window making faces at her while running away while making a Pokemon reference that nobody could even hear. Maddie, <laughs> Maddie and Todd just shrugged, shrugged. They followed him outside. It was as if nothing had happened. Well, that was a shitstorm, Todd commented. Still better than that dark that movie Dark Phoenix, Ryan pointed out. <laughs> Maddie and Todd nodded in agreement. Suddenly, a jet flew over them. It was clearly the black bird. A girl with a white streak came flying out of it. She landed in front of the three of them. It was Rogue. Oh, hey, you sugar dumplings. I didn't see you all there, Rogue said. <laughs> hey, Rogue, Ryan started, but Maddie elbowed him in the side. Somehow he fell down. Sweet powers, Maddie said to Rogue, pretending she didn't know her as she held back the excitement to see one of her personal heroes. Aww. You must be one of the X-Men. Well, because we're not supposed to know them. Like, I was right. like, don't tell them you know us. <laughs> so you must be yeah. one of the X-Men. In the flesh, but don't you all go touching it, Rogue said with a laugh. I'm actually looking for some of my teammates. You think you have seen them, sugar? What is a grumpy troll looking man? Another is wearing a yellow raincoat. Another is wearing a visor like he's from Star Trek. And the fourth member is the beautiful tall lady with sugar white hair. She's my special lady. You all seen them? <laughs> no, but I'm really curious to see how Ryan wrote any of that on paper in this story, Todd said. Ryan just, wait <laughs> Ryan just winked at the camera, even though his, he basically had cameras for eyes. Yep. Darn, they all went missing off the radar, Rogue said. Well, y'all have a lovely day, but I gotta go find my girlfriend because I'm really horny, even though I can't touch no one. Bye, sugars! <laughs> <laughs> With that, Rogue flew away. Great. You know, this would be a lot easier if we could actually work with the X-Men, Ryan said. We should talk to Tessa about this. Ryan played with his little wristwatch communicator that Tessa had given them before they had started the mission, a fact that we are just now inserting into this piece of exposition for the story. A little <laughs> X pulled up, and then a hologram of Sage's face appeared. Hi, Tessa, Ryan said excitedly. Please call me Sage when we are on Messenger, Sage replied. What is the report on the mission? Well, we found Todd, Ryan said, nodding in Todd's direction. We'll have to work on his code name later. I had one, but I already forgot by the time I started writing this story. It will come to me later. <laughs> uh, I don't know what any of that means, Sage replied. Me either, Ryan replied, equally confused, but at least we recruited him. I don't think recruit is an accurate way to describe anything that just happened, Todd pointed out. More like R Maddie and Ryan showed up, said some nonsense about Emma Frost before they were interrupted by a storm that will probably serve as a part of a, a part of a plot device. Probably. Ah, so you found the first anomaly, Sage responded. Good work. As you can see, that wild storm nearly wiped out the city of Washington, D.C. Oddly enough, the residents and press have already forgotten it has happened, as if somebody's as if somebody mind wiped the entire city. Mm. But how come we still remember it, Maddie said, pointing out that plot hole? Simple. <laughs> Emma Frost is shielding you with Cerebro on your mission, Sage replied. 
and I can hear all of your bloody idiotic banter, Emma said in their heads. <laughs> Everyone looked around confused as Ryan spun around wildly. He knew Emma Frost was psychic and in his head, but he really felt the need to spin, so he just kind of went for it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, classic me. Uh, Cyclops, Wolverine, Jubilee, and Storm have all gone missing, Sage replied. The rest of the team is trying to find them. We have tracked a strange energy spike coming from that area. See if you can find it. The coordinates have been forwarded to your wristwatch communicators. Sage out. Sage hung up the call. Maddie and Ryan's wristwatch communicators pinged. Nifty, Ryan replied. These coordinates say that the energy spike is nearby, and Maddie said. She looked directly at the camera. That's convenient. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of looking at the camera in this week's <laughs> Listen, I watched Muppet Babies recently, and Kermit the Frog kept wow. doing that whenever something ridiculous happened. I kept on being like, oh my god, this is Maddie in real life. I can't believe you're watching Muppet Babies. Anyway. Are, are you, you? You can't believe that? <laughs> my favorite show, Muppet Babies? <laughs> well, just you wait. Ryan scanned the area, using his eyes to zoom in toward the Washington Monument. Wow, so the Washington Monument and the Lincoln Memorial are nearby the White House. Looks like I was right, Ryan said proudly. There's a bunch of protesters, too, and the White House, and the White House lights are out like they closed early for trick-or-treaters. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right, Maddie said, comma, sadly. What is that thing you're doing with your eyes, Todd asked. Oh, I'm just using my AE vision, Ryan replied casually. Todd looked to Maddie for an an- <laughs> Todd looked to Maddie for an answer, but she just shrugged. Suddenly okay, Ryan stood. Explain that joke, or are we just gonna blow on past it? I mean, I mean, well, in this we blow on past it, but it's from that Give You a Seven podcast where like well, no, which no one has heard because it no longer exists anywhere. But basically Ryan wrote a story ages ago where his character Poochie had AE vision and it was like never explained what that even <laughs> fucking was, and we made fun of of it for a really long time we did we should put those podcasts up on the patreon if i haven't already the, done the that audio quality of them is so bad because we didn't know how to do anything yet so they're like almost unlistenable they're pretty bad they're great i don't know what you're talking about oh, i mean the content is great i stand by the content oh, okay 100 yeah, okay. i'm just saying the audio quality the, of the, them. Uh, dude i was recording that on like a shitty gaming headset that i bought for like ten dollars i i think i was literally using a rock band microphone and then in that's addition still better to than that, what i had all we were doing was recording the skype audio backup we weren't like doing direct line in because we didn't like understand how to record things i was listening to those at one point and it's like the by the time we got to the third one it's not like it got better they actually got worse and we, I, I couldn't even understand myself by the third one and i was I like know, how it's... did it get worse as i went along anyway we'll put this up on the patreon sometime AE vision that's all you need to know <laughs> suddenly ryan started to slowly begin to start gasping over there do you see that no todd said plainly hold on <laughs> snapshot ryan blinked there was a bright flash maddie and todd screamed and hissed at the light here look ryan turned toward them and projected an image out of his eyeballs that looked like a really zoomed in and blurry picture of a glowing golf ball <laughs> that's some great camera work there ryan maddie said what is that even oh these are my mutant powers ryan replied proudly no i mean that glowing golf ball maddie said loudly and a loud, and a loud voice that was heightened in her voice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she ran through i think i like purposely wrote sentences poorly at some point to reflect like bad fan fiction yeah just assume ryan is aware that it's silly and he's making yeah, but fun after of reading all of the, the everything that we've been reading especially all those like Ferrix wolfgate shit you know it's kind of like oh my god Mm-hmm. Uh, Maddie ran through the grass and over to it. Ryan and Todd followed. Should we pick it up? It looks toxic, Todd pointed out. Ryan already picked it up. Todd looked at him and said, Well, I guess we all didn't die. <laughs> I don't get it. Is this like a rave golf ball? Ryan asked. Before he could finish the thought, a bee flew by and Ryan completely lost his shit, screamed bee and dropping the golf ball while running away. Suddenly the golf ball flashed and opened up a portal. The three of them looked at each other. Oh, by the way, this is Todd. Oh, 
So we are just going to Kingdom Hearts our way into the episodes of X-Men the Animated Series, Todd replied. That's cool. I'm down. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically another Muppet baby situation, Maddie said. <laughs> Go through the portal, Emma instructed. You will be fine, most likely. Most likely, Maddie yelled. I like those odds, Ryan yelled. He pulled out his camera and started filming himself. We just found Todd, and we are standing in front of this crazy portal right now, and I'm going to vlog every second of it. Come on, internet, let's go. Ryan jumped through the portal. Maddie and Todd looked at each other, shrugged, and followed him. The portal closed behind them. A shadowy purple boot stepped in front of the camera, which were the remains of the now-used golf ball laid in the grass. And so my master plan has begun, a deep and av- ambiguous voice said. He started to laugh as some ribbon dancers fell into the shot. To be continued. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Greatest series of all time. I, I, at some point, we need to get these like characters animated to some degree, some uh, design. You know, I might just draw the fan art myself at this point. I love it. I, I If anybody else wants to, they're welcome to. I also like how in this particular story, there's a lot of moments where like stupid shit is happening Todd's like already done he's like yeah, no I liked how you wrote Todd I hope Todd also enjoys I it I hope he enjoys it too I enjoyed all of it I thought it was great it's a great story we'll see where that goes I'm enjoying writing this because like it takes me about the amount of time that we record these episodes for me to sit down and be like what do I even want to see happen and I have some concepts of what's going to happen like down the line and who I'm going to introduce and what their powers are but that's a, that's about it I'm just kind of writing this the, re- the same way the rest of you all are so so it's just going to kind of be winging it around yeah yeah sounds yeah. great and it's like it's just something fun something fun for the listener and for us um, too. so I, I guess I guess we're all the way up to the plug section then we are right okay so have you heard of social media? No. It's hell. But the good news is the Mutant Ages is on it. And you can follow us at the Mutant Ages on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Pinterest, all those wonderful places. The Mutant Ages is there for you, posting funny X-Men memes and info They're about each episode. We're there. <laughs> and we're individually on Twitter. I'm at Mitty Myers. I'm at Ryan Pagella on Twitter, and I'm at Ryan.Pagella on Instagram. And you can follow me on my YouTube channel, Ryan Pagella, where I do all sorts of vlog adventures. And you yeah. can even find our old trips to like Disney World and all the other parties that Mitty and I have found had on there. Heck yeah, X-Men parties of yore. You can find them yeah. on there someday someday when the pandemic ends we'll get together but you can also check out the mutant ages mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, the mutant ages youtube channel which has yes. got all sorts of other things you should subscribe to both honestly because the mutant ages has all sorts of fun things like flash ups of this show to actual animation of the cartoon or it's us playing through every x-men game that has ever existed or there's parody videos on there sometimes we took random shit on there of us like reacting something oh that that's really become more of a page patreon thing at this point so it has but speaking of the patreon may as well mention it now while we're talking about it so if you can afford to support us you should head on over to patreon.com slash the mutant ages and uh join join the fine folks who are able to do that and most of that patreon only content is indeed us making fun of things that we wrote as teenagers these days but there's also a backlog of other episodes we mentioned the deadpool 2 episode on here but we talked about captain marvel we've talked about um fuck the harley quinn movie we, we've <laughs> done all fuck. kinds of episodes we, we even watched the dark phoenix movie with katie and talked about that for like an hour i'm sure we'll have to watch it again officially for this show but if you want to hear like fresh off the presses us losing our fucking minds over that movie that is a patreon only <laughs> episode that, that you can you can check on out um and also the highest tier of patreon supporters 
they get a shout out on the show. So. They sure do. I'll take it away. So our top tier Patreon supporters are Soren B, Samuel B, Ian C, and Zach S. Thank Ooh. you for supporting us at the top tier level of our Patreon. We really appreciate it. As Benny so has already stated, this is this helps us go a long way. Uh, you know, I'm not because of COVID. I haven't been working, so like every little bit helps. But also, we're producing so much more, and like we're playing video games, and mm-hmm. really, this is taking up a lot more time than like we originally had to start to do it. But we're a completely fan supported show, and we love doing this. And so, yeah. if you can support us in any kind of way, that's great. If you can't support us on Patreon, you can also go onto whatever you listen to our show on, whether it be iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever, and leave us a rating. If you want to write something, you can leave us a star rating. You can go to our Facebook page. You can leave us a review review there reviews Mm -hmm. help our visibility and while i'm on the subject of things that you can do you can also write into this show so we can read your emails and all of your reader mail here on our show yeah you're listening to a listener mail episode don't you want to know how you can write in yeah and you can write in at the mutant ages at gmail.com but it is not the only way you can contact us you can even leave us voicemails if you wanted to which you can leave Did by calling us any voicemails by the way not this week no you can leave us voicemails at 1508-319-1668 and you can also send us physical mail send whatever you want letters fan art dildos mr sinister dildos you can send them to p.o box 3344 natick massachusetts 01760 you can access all this by going to mutantages.com and everything's over there on the right including all the wonderful links to social media and the discord server where you can chat with other people here at the mutant ages and discuss things like whether or not cyclops should be black so don't miss out on the conversation yeah yeah definitely join in on that i i think that's all the plugs did we forget anything nope that's it wow we killed it next week's episode is gonna be a spider-man crossover episode isn't it do we do we want to say the name of what that episode is going to be because i don't even know uh so it's a two-part crossover series so we'll have two different episodes but the first one we're going to write is called i mean the first one we're going to write the first one we're going to watch is the mutant agenda okay great so people can probably watch that on disney plus right or yes it is it's on the spider-man cartoon from the 90s and i'm just looking at the little summary they have for it on wikipedia it says spider-man begins to worry about his growing mutation in order to seek a cure he heads to the xavier mansion where he cancels the x-men and then it tells off like what actually happens but we don't need to read that part so right it sounds really fun um so that's what we're gonna do for next week and then after that we're gonna do the other spider-man up and that'll be fun it'll be the last little flashback we have of the x-men 90s before yeah. we move into x-men origins wolverine and then <gasps> x-men evolution i know <laughs> i know i know we're doing it X-Men I know. Origins, Wolverine. I know. it can't be it's time to make it snow all right anyway well, see you next time <laughs> see you next time wolverine call me or cable or Bobby. Honestly, I'm horny. Somebody just call me. Bye. The